Welcome to Nausea Reviews. This is Brian, your host, and today we're going to talk about the beast again, basically. The movie is called Eye of the Beast, and it's about a local fisher town being attacked by a giant squid. To be honest, I was hoping for an octopus, but it's a squid. The only reason I was hoping for an octopus is we haven't talked about an octopus yet. Technically, Deep Rising wasn't really an octopus, it was just similar looking. I will say they got the eyeball big, unlike the beast in this one. But James Vanderbeek's the main one of the main characters because it's that kind of movie. And when I say that kind of movie, I mean a lower-ish budget creature feature. We saw it in King Cobra, where there's the sheriff or the one person that cares more about the town and then there's the new person that comes in with the beast it was the guy that i can't remember his name off the top of my head and coast guard lady and then they like meet cuted and became a couple well james vanderbeek is the boy part of that in this movie katrina is the name of the sheriff of the town that fills the other part of that and to be honest james vanderbeek the only thing i actually have seen him in is varsity blues because he doesn't want his dad's life also jane silent bob movies as jay and james vanderbeek at the same time he does a good job i like him in this movie and katrina i don't know her real name but i haven't seen her in anything as far as i can remember until last night when i watched the first three episodes of season the new season of the boys season three i believe and I'm watching this and I'm like, she looks really familiar. And then by the end, a few minutes later, I'm like, that's got to be the same chick. So the lady that runs the soup orphanage in the new season of The Boys is Katrina in this movie. And she does great too. James Vanderbeek and this lady are probably the best actors in the whole entire movie, which is good because they're the ones that talk the most. Everybody else I don't know from anybody. So I basically already told you the premise there's, there's a freshwater giant squid allegedly attacking people, which is dumb, but still. little background on James Vanderbeek's character. His name's Dan something. He works for Nora, which stands for something I should probably know, but it's a aquatic research organization. And he's sent there to do some tests, kind of like Rhonda in Tremors. And some things happen, and the whole fishing part of the town gets involved. So... I would agree that this is a pretty good movie as far as these kind of movies go. It's not a blockbuster or anything like that. Low-ish budget movie. Didn't look at what it was. With with an actor that could probably be in something better as one of the main characters. But they use quite a few practical effects. They also use CG that I will complain about for sure. Mainly in one spot. But they do a lot of practical tentacles grabbing people. Wire work and arms and cranes and stuff I'm sure that pull people into the water and whatnot. So my cat just made a really loud noise. Okay, I'm back. Let's get into the overview. We start off in the middle of the lake on a boat and they're a guy and a girl and they're making out. The guy throws a bottle in the water and the girl's like, dude, the fuck? And the backstory here is the dude is a white man. There's so much racism in this movie. And the girl is a Native American. So she's like, will you stop polluting our tribe's lake, please? Thank you. And he apologized. So they start making out. And then the practical tentacle comes up and starts feeling up her leg while they're making out. And the usual things happen where she's like, stop touching me like that. And he's like, my hands are right here. What are you talking about? Then the boat gets rammed. The guy flies out of the boat and the tentacle, the CGI tentacles come up and crush the boat down in the water with her. While he's floating there in shock and whatever, the the debris of the boat is CG and it 
Fuck, it, it looks horrific. And the main reason I'm complaining about it so hard is because later, when they find the boat pieces, they're not CGI. So why didn't you just use the beat-up boat from later on in the movie for this part of the scene? Fucking weird movie. It's a pet peeve of mine. They had broken boat pieces on set in the water later on why not just use them here instead of really gross shiny cgi icky so the brother of that girl is trying to file a missing persons report with sheriff cat and he guilt trips her into breaking protocol because protocol is like at least 24 hours before we send anybody she has somebody sent out for him because here's the thing with cat she's half native half we're gonna say irish because the only people here are irish irish immigrants butting heads with native americans is this whole movie and they make a fire water joke which is pretty insensitive my gripe is nobody made a potato joke like seriously it was right there and if they did i didn't hear it anyway so she's half and half and this guy's part of the tribe he's he's a main peripheral character and i never learned his name so then a boat rolls in and it has dan on it and some tourists they're whiny annoying tourists for sure but dan goes to see cat because she's in charge of the water like fish and game She's flustered because James Vanderbeek is hot. Fair enough. He has to go out with Gunner, who is the main antagonist of the Irish people. And the other guy that I can't remember his name is the main antagonist or protagonist, depending on how you want to look at the situation, of the Native Americans. They're both competing fishers out of this one lake. So that's why they butt heads so much. And it's like, calm down, guys. The Irish people are way, way more... Like, Gunner's crew is way more antagonistic than the other guy's crew. At least that's how I took it. So Dan has to go out with Gunner, and literally Cat is the only person in this town that likes him. Dan, not Gunner, because every time a researcher comes in, they say they're going to help, and then they shut down the water and close the fishery. So nobody likes them. Fair enough. But Dan's not doing anything to be a dick pretty much throughout this whole movie. He's a little distant at first, but he talks literally, and I can appreciate that. Then we cut to the tourists walking on the beach, and the dad's like, look at these rocks! And they're not like big rocks, it's just part of the beach. And it's like, have you never seen rocks before, dude? So then his family leaves him there to look at the rocks, and then all of a sudden he's gone. And we see a big giant squid shadow just float away while the family's like, where are you, dad? But now we get to the Freya, which is Gunner's boat. Right as that happened... Dan saw something on his radar, but it disappeared. Sounds familiar. Cuts to the bar, and she's pregnant, by the way. Doesn't matter that she's pregnant, really. But it's the the Irish cruise wives shit-talking Kate, because she's a pariah to this town, because everybody thinks she's crazy. Also, since she's a mix, you have everybody trying to pull her their way because of her genetics and it's like you can tell that the only thing that she's trying to do is be as equal as possible to both sides of the situation that is it but every time there's an argument between the two and she has to break it up they're all like thought you were one of us oh yo we side with them and it's like shut the fuck up if you guys would just stop being fucking assholes for no reason maybe you could get something done but i digress we cut back to the freya and they find the wreckage and the guy the guy is uh hypothermic they pull him out of the water and before he dies of hypothermia he's like the lake monster ate her i saw it dead then dan starts looking through the wreckage that they netted in you know that wreckage i was complaining about later earlier that stuff 
and he pieces together parts of the hall because he sees some marks on it and it's sucker marks from a giant squid big giant i don't know maybe eight inch diameter sucker marks on the side of the hall he doesn't know that it's a squid he just sees an irregular thing and he wants to check it out. Well, unfortunately, good thing he took pictures of it. But unfortunately, the stupid fucking one of the crew members steals that shit because it's like, are they on the side of the squid? Do they put the squid in the fucking lake? What the fuck? Because they are really shifty about it. And it's weird. We cut to Kat's place and her mom's like, you should probably get a boyfriend. You know what boyfriend you should get? That science guy because he's new to town. For sure. Now they're at the fishery because they can keep the dead body on ice. And the Irish crew, while Dan is trying to explain what happened in the sciencey way that he likes to explain things, he gets cut off and they're like, what are you going to say? It's a giant squid or something? And Dad's like, I didn't say anything about a fucking squid. He's like, you were gonna, weren't you? And he's like, no. But now Dan does think it's a giant squid. The natives know that she's not alive. And they know that the squid got her. Or the lake monster. They believe in the lake monster. Good thing they do, because it's real. They somewhat believe in it. It's more like a legend to them. So then we go to Dan. And he's looking up squid stuff now. Like, he finds a picture of whale skin that has been attacked by a squid. And it looks, you know, exactly the same as the hull of the boat. So he sends the pictures to Nora to check it out. Then Dan goes to hit on Cat because that's what you got to do. And they start walking on the beach and they start getting to know each other more. And how distant Dan seems. And he's like, I'm not distant, goddammit. And they find the dead guy. Dead dad from the tourists. By the way, the tourists never come up again. There's lots of things that have come up in this movie that I haven't brought up because they don't fucking matter. There's a lot of stuff to do with Nora and Dan and why he's connected to them. And I would totally explain all of that, but it never comes up ever again. Like if it if they set it up here and at the end of the movie it meant anything, I would totally tell you guys, but it doesn't. So just ignore that shit. It's like there was an extra 10 or 15 minutes of this movie that got cut off the end of it or something. So they go to the bar now that they found a dead body. And the coroner can't come for like a week, so they can't do anything anyway. So she's flustered. So they start flirting at the bar, talking about how fishing is better than sex. I think one of the jokes was they were trying to come up with 10 reasons why. And one of them is, oh, I can't think of any of them. They were kind of funny, though, in a we're drunk kind of way. But it was like, if you catch a fish and release it, you don't have to worry about being tested. You know, insensitive things that are funny. A group of fishermen, a group of people fishing never gets awkward. If somebody videotapes you while you're fishing, you don't have to worry about it getting on the Internet. You know, fun stuff like that. But he goes... Because she explains to him that he's a little cold and now he's opening up. So he goes to try to talk to the natives and uh, they're having a bad time because one of their sisters is dead. So they're talking about the creature in their native language. I don't know which language it is or which dialect or however you would say that. But they seem to know about the creature. It's probably a legend. It's probably been there for a long, long time. They kind of never put two and two together that this giant squid, like in the beast they did, that this giant squid is eating all the fish. That's why there's no fish. Because the humans and the squid are overfishing and that's why the squid is eating people because it's running out of food. None of that ever gets brought up at all whatsoever, which is kind of strange. It's also kind of strange that they're just figuring it out now. No, they explain that there's been problems over the years with how much fish are coming out of this place. So they like, they never make the implication though. Dan's never like, this could be why you're running out of fish. Like, that doesn't get said. And it's really weird. It's it's basically copying the beast, but it also is the best, smartest way to go about it, I think. 
In the terms of what's happened in this movie so far, at least. So there's a dude fishing, and he finds a leg. It's the native guy's sister's leg. And after this, they try to shut down the lake. And that pisses everyone off. Like, the natives want to kill this thing. The Irishmen don't believe it, but they need to fish. And they're not listen to any of this but then we cut to a video call between dan and nora and dan says that the lake is big enough and the correct temperature to support a giant squid if it was fresh water which i don't know how true that is i don't know the i don't know the size needed for a giant squid because they live in the depths of the ocean not the bottom of the lake but they're not going to send anybody to help because he doesn't have enough evidence since the pieces of the hull got stolen he couldn't send them over for them to analyze them it's just the pictures so it could be a hoax even though people are dying and boats are being fucking exploded whatever but dan asks one of them after the head guy leaves or the the higher up leaves his dad's the head guy but who gives a shit he never is in the movie he's just talked about pointless dan asked for a favor to do some satellite imaging based on things i didn't understand this comes back later for no reason so we're at the bar and dan is destroying peanuts and drinking because he just got shut down by nora and gunner's wife tells dan why cat is crazy she had an experience when her dad died and she saw a shadow giant sea monster sized shadow but cat has never brought that up to dan not once no she has never brought up a squid not even one time So then we go to Kat's place, and Kat tells the whole story. The thing pulled her dad off the side of the boat and killed him. It wasn't just a shadow. She saw the thing. But nobody believes her, and she's been ridiculed about it her entire life. He seems to believe her. Like, the tears welling up in his eyes make it seem like he believes her. And the thing I like about this movie is he's like, Why didn't you tell me? And she's like, Because you were new. I didn't know you. I didn't trust you. I couldn't tell you about this horrific thing that happened to me until I trusted you so you wouldn't call me crazy like everybody else. Is the gist of what she's saying. And that's a that's a good way to prove that you're not crazy is to wait until the rational time to tell somebody. She's done her own research on giant squids and all squids because there was a time when she obsessed over it. She was a kid when this happened. So that's why. So she wants Nora to come in and help like... That's one of the reasons why she said it. And he's like, an eyewitness isn't proof. Which is true. But the main reason he doesn't want to get Nora involved now, after hearing that story, is because if it is true, then they're gonna come and shut down the entire town. They're gonna protect that water and keep the damn thing alive while they study it. And that would suck shit for the entire town. Right after this conversation, we have Gunner and his wife on the pier, and they're talking about things and stuff. And uh, Gunner gets wrapped up in a tentacle real quick and chops off part of the tentacle, and it makes a... Anime nerds will know what I mean when I describe or tell you what this sound is, but for all the rest of you, go watch an orange ninja with yellow hair. Sounds like when the Nine Tails takes over Naruto. Not the cloak... But when it possesses him and he's got like the end of the first, the end of Naruto, not Shippuden, Naruto. Same sound you hear when the Nine Tails goes crazy. If you know, you know. But it's only when this thing gets hurt, it makes that sound. It's weird. I don't know why they gave it that sound effect, but they did. So we're back at the bar and he slams the tentacle down and they all believe Cat now. And they're going to kill it. The Irishmen are going to kill it. We cut to Cat's house and she's drinking because Dan said he's leaving town and isn't helping anymore, and she thought there was more to it than that, so she's having a bad day. But Dan comes in after he touches the tentacle and shows it blood to her? I don't know. It's weird. But he has a plan, and the plan is he needs two boats, so he's got to get the Irishmen and the natives 
working together. But before they go and enact that plan, Nora it cuts to the lady and she does the satellite imaging and you can see the shadow of a giant squid and it's quite clearly a giant squid in the imaging. And she calls Dan and he's not there because he's going to hunt the squid and fucking literally that's the end of Nora for the rest of the movie. Not that there's a lot of this movie left, but it did nothing. It was pointless. He could have just been a school student and it would have been the same. Don't know why he even needed to contact Nora in the first place because that's all it does. But here's the plan. They get the Irishmen and the natives to work together. The plan is to net the squid between the two boats and keep it on the surface because the warmer water at the surface fucks up the buoyancy because it makes the ammonia that they use for buoyancy less effective. It's better colder. So prolonged in the warm water will incapacitate and disorient it. So they can do whatever they need to do because it's not going to be able to attack them. And Gunner starts to kind of respect... Dan a little bit now because he's putting his life on the line to help them and he thinks it's for glory and Dan's like if I was doing this for glory I would have taken that tentacle and ran back to Nora and they and they would have been done but he's really there because Kate now they're a thing and Gunner respects that all these characters are shitheads in the beginning of the movie and then they're like kind of okay by the end once they stop being racist they're fine which I guess makes sense so they're out on the boat doing their thing for a long time like chumming the water spreading out coming back together and the squid finally comes in it goes after the freya which is where cat and uh dan are with the irish crew but their engine dies and then it it beelines for the natives boat instead shotguns didn't save them they got pulled off and then off screen boat got crushed which killed the the captain guy which is like I would have hoped that at least one of them would have survived, but they didn't. So now they're all freaking out and they're like, we need a new damn plan. And the new plan is to Black Scorpion this thing. That is another movie that we're going to cover eventually when I get there. But basically the point is they have a spear-like device that is electrically charged. And they're going to take Dan's generator and the boat's battery, rig up a spear with the cable on it, and chuck that spear into the squid, blowing it up. Well, not blowing it up, but killing it. No, it doesn't blow up like in The Beast. So it slams into their boat and ruptures the hull, and they're taking forever to wire it up. In that time, one of the crew members gets part of his face ripped off before he gets sucked over. The other one cuts off a tentacle, but then gets sucked in. And then Cat gets grabbed, and she's stuck between the handrail and being dead. But Dan comes and saves her just in time for Gunner to get the wiring all situated and just in time for the squid to finally surface, which has never surfaced in this movie before. We've never seen it at all other than tentacles and shadows. It's a big, giant, shitty looking CGI fucking ray. Let's raise slowly out of the water like an octopus would, even though I'm not one. And it's got a big, giant saucer eye like it's supposed to have. And she's like, fuck you, squid throws the spear right into the eye of the beast so and it works kills the squid squid floats down to the bottom unfortunately she's still within it's like there's no reason for this but her foot's in the coil of the wire and she gets pulled into the water and dan has to jump in and save her and then they start making out in the water and they get back on and gunner's like i don't know why the boat works now but the boat works now 
I guess they had plenty of time to fix it, but it still has a hole in it. They don't care about that. What they do care about is flirting into the the end screen. I really thought Nora was going to come back at the end and be a part of this movie where Dan would have to tell him to fuck off and say, yes, it was a hoax and I'm going to stay here, but that doesn't happen. And that's the end of the movie. Other than setting shit up or at least mentioning things and then them never happening, other than that, this movie's pretty good. It's only an hour and a half long. It's it's worth watching if you like these kind of movies, is the best way I can put it. I like cheaper-made creature features. That's one of the things I like to watch, whether I hate them or not. I always test it to see if I hate them, and this one is one that I didn't hate. Do I prefer the beast over this? And the only reason that this one would win is because it's about half the length of the beast. But I did like the practical effects of the beast way more than I liked. I like the CGI in the beast, or at least the however they did theirs, more than the CGI in this one. But I will give them props where props are due. They did use a lot of practical arms when they were chopping some off, when they were grabbing people. They were using real arms, like practicals. It's it's a lot of fun. Okay, I'm done. I don't have, once again, as normal, no idea what I'm doing next. So I will figure that out. But until then, I hope you all have a great week. I'll talk to you next week and bye. <laughs>